0: Activist DDoS attacks, how should organizations prepare for them and respond? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing this topic today with Gregory Novak. He's a Principal Research Analyst with the Information Security Forum. Greg, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: You're welcome, Tom. Thanks for having me.
0: Greg, up front, for the, the two people out there who aren't familiar with the forum, tell us a little bit about your role with the forum and, and the work that you folks are doing. Well, the Information
1: Security Forum is a not-for-profit membership organization. Uh, members at the uh, organizational level, we have both public and private sector members, and we provide both uh, research and tools and methodologies for information security, broadly understood, both uh technical and operational, involving uh, information systems as well as personnel.
0: So, Greg, the huge topic for the past week or so had been the series of distributed denial-of-service attacks against U.S. financial institutions. What are your observations on the attacks that we've witnessed against the banks?
1: Well, I think the first thing to notice is that these are sort of innocent bystander attacks. They have nothing to do with the activities of the banks. They're motivated generally because the the banks are seen as representatives of the United States. And uh, we forget, when we think back to 9-11, the stated reasons for the attacks of 9-11 were actions of the U.S. government. But the stated reasons for the choice of targets was because the U.S. financial system represented America, and uh, the World Trade Center was chosen as a target. So in the same sense, outside the United States, the distinction between public and private is blurred, and banks, financial institutions, are seen as uh, primary representatives of the American economy, the American way of life, and so they're they're chosen as targets.
0: Greg, what's important for organizations to communicate to people that are hearing of these attacks through the media? And I ask that because I see that these have become very hot topics in the popular media, and everybody's hearing about them, talking about them. Information about the attacks has been a little bit scant.
1: Well, I, I have really been amazed at the nature of media coverage. For example, you refer to DDoS attacks. Everybody understands in the information security business that this is distributed denial of service attacks. We know what that means. If you look at the uh, mainstream media, they don't use that term because they figure that most people don't understand it, so they refer to cyber attacks. And that, that gets reinterpreted, and uh, when they talk about the actors, the actors are referred to as hackers or hacktivists, And then when the stories get quoted, you hear stories like, major U.S. banks are hacked. Your information may be at risk. And I find this surprising because somehow this notion that uh, personal information has been put at risk by these attacks is being created in online discussions when that's not part of the, the initial reporting. And the banks who have been affected are missing a great opportunity to communicate and educate their users. I've tried visiting the site. And there's nothing on any of the bank sites that says, here's what's going on. Here's how you can understand it. Your information is safe. Fightdown.co has provided some uh, up-to-date information about which sites are available. But the banks themselves are not doing a good job of communicating they seem to be regarding it as, as a, a secret. They're saying some people have access issues. Well, people know they have access issues. They should be taking the opportunity to explain to their customers the difference between denial of service attack and some sort of hacking attack that actually puts information at risk because they, they, their customers are worried and they, they don't need to be.
0: Up to this point, only financial institutions seem to have been targeted but it would be foolish to think that they would be the only targets. What would you say is the message to non-banking organizations that are watching this activity?
1: Well, first of all, they should notice that the attacks have nothing to do specifically with activities of these banks. They were just chosen as representatives. There are innocent bystanders in the whole story, and yet suddenly they're having to deal with this that uh, situation that's taken them by surprise. So I think the message is this can happen to any organization, and they need to consider it as part of their risk management.
0: Greg, we've known about distributed denial-of-service attacks for years now. We know how to prevent them, how to protect against them. Why are these DDoS attacks so successful against these financial institutions?
1: First of all, there's a matter of leverage. You can now rent botnets to conduct an attack, so it's a low investment of uh, financial resources, and it doesn't take a large number of individuals to coordinate this. If the initial money is available to rent the botnet and uh, obtain the code, then almost anyone with the necessary amount of money can, can launch an attack. So someone who feels motivated to make some sort of public statement can do so easily on a large scale and uh, take advantage of the reaction to the DDoS attack to uh, spread their message. So people are gravitating towards these attacks because for a relatively small financial investment investment of time, they can have a disproportionately large effect and get a lot of media attention.
0: But shouldn't an organization the size of, of a Chase Bank or a, a PNC or U.S. Bank have the redundancy and the resources that their sites wouldn't even be affected by this?
1: They should, and I'm surprised they don't. I... One of the things that I want to spread a message about this is that people should notice that the geographical distribution of legitimate clients online is different from the geographical distribution and, therefore, the IP space distribution of malicious web traffic directed towards these sites. And I think that if banks and other other organizations consider that uh, a little more investment in uh, intelligent routing and segmenting incoming traffic geographically by IP subspaces was taken proactively, then they'd be much less affected by these sorts of attacks because only the front ends uh, devoted to certain subspaces of the IP space would be overloaded and they'd have more capacity for the geography and the IP subnets identified with most of their customers. And I don't don't see that happening. I haven't seen much discussion of it going on. People talk about adding capacity, but I don't see much use of intelligent routing to decrease the effects of botnet attacks.
0: Greg, is it fair to say from what we know that this is hacktivist activity that we're seeing?
1: Oh, it's definitely fair to say that. But my advice is always to not pay too much attention to the motivations of the attacks unless it helps you mount particular countermeasures. And in this case, We know the story leading up to these attacks on the banks, and there's no way this could be foreseen, and even understanding the motivations of the attackers really doesn't lead to any changes in the sorts of uh, countermeasures you'd take or the uh, proactive risk mitigation you'd want to put in place. So I, I would advise people not to spend too much time thinking about the reasons for the attacks, but just thinking generically what they should be doing to prevent these kinds of attacks.
0: If I could ask you just this, what benefit do the hacktivist groups gain from attacks such as these? I mean, as you say, there's not, there's not a breach involved. Information isn't being taken as near as we can tell. It's, it's mischief.
1: Well, it's mischief, but also it's in defense of an ideology. And people will do strange things and devote a lot of effort in defense of their ideologies. And they feel, according to their own system of values, that, uh, they accomplished something by making a large public statement, again, with a relatively small investment of money and time to advance their ideas. And whether or not they achieve their end goal and, and change the world in the way they want to change or have a video removed from the Internet is less relevant than the fact that they see themselves as having accomplished something for spreading the message and making the attempt.
0: So, Greg, we've talked about the, the poor response that we've seen from organizations From your perspective, for institutions that have been attacked, what would be the proper response?
1: Well, first of all, they need to consider this as a significant risk to address in their risk management program. If someone told a retail business that a significant percentage of their physical locations would be blocked, and customers who are trying to get access to these locations would not be able to enter the bank or other business for an entire day, and this would be happening in multiple locations, they would regard that as a critical issue with an immediate response from the top levels of the organization. And I'm surprised that the same level of urgency and seriousness of response isn't occurring. These online attacks get just as much media attention without as much uh, messaging coming out of the organization to say, here's what's going on, here's what we're doing about it, uh, your information is not at risk, this, uh, this is just a traffic jam on the Internet. I think part of the problem is this word cyber attack, which is so vague and suggests that they're attacking, when in fact uh, a more appropriate term in, in common language would be a traffic jam or slowdown, something that communicates the idea that traffic is being stopped but information itself is not being put at risk.
0: Greg, for organizations that have not yet been attacked, what's the proper preparation?
1: First of all, uh, the Information Security Forum in its reading paper on hacktivism has advised our members to conduct simulations just to identify what lines of communication the organization would use, uh, to identify spokespeople, make sure that there's a proactive Plan to address the media. They should also use all available lines of communication and explain what's going on. There's uh, very little information coming out of the banks that have uh, experienced these attacks. I've looked at some websites and they have their normal promotional materials there. They don't have any banner headlines or saying, "For more information about what's been going on lately, please read this." That's a missed opportunity for them. So. Communicating out to the public is important. And also, as I said, there are technical measures that could be used, and they, they, they do take some time and some investment to implement, but I think that it's a uh, worthwhile measure to take to mitigate the risk of a uh, denial of service attack uh, preventing access to the website. So this is not something that people should wait for. They can take proactive measures. They shouldn't look at it as something that they have no defenses against and they should also make sure that they do have messaging in place and they're prepared to communicate with the public and the media in advance so if this does happen to them, they're not left looking like they're unprepared, which is the impression we now get from uh, a lot of the responses we've seen.
0: We've talked a good deal about external communication. How about internal? What do boards of directors and senior business leaders need to be hearing from their security leaders now?
1: The good news is that security departments are being taken more seriously aren't getting a seat at the table more often uh, with the senior leadership. But I think the issue of denial of service attacks in particular is not high enough on the agenda. And I, as I said earlier, if they were asked to consider what your level of criticality would be if a large percentage of physical locations for the business were blocked and customers couldn't get access, they'd start to see how serious a problem this was and that it's worth doing some proactive investing to mitigate the risk. And if the security function can come forward and say, okay, here are the things we need to do technically that will help us mitigate the risk. Here's the kind of preparedness we need to have for messaging. Here's how we need to cooperate with our legal department and our public relations department so we have something to say in the event this happens. I think they'll respond to this plan because my impression is that not much is happening because people have the general impression that there isn't much that can be done. And I think that with, a, with an organized plan that addresses both technical and communications issues, that uh, senior leadership could say, yeah, this is worth investing in. We don't want to be caught unprepared for this sort of thing.
0: So we're talking about banking institutions today. We could easily be talking about finan- rather, uh, government organizations or healthcare organizations or universities tomorrow. For any organization, concerned that it could be a target next. How would you boil down your advice to them?
1: It's possible to be prepared. You should be prepared. You can't tell when it's going to happen, so you might as well start getting prepared now. Investigate technical measures that can reduce the risk. Know where your customer base is because it's likely much more concentrated than the geographical and IP base of your attackers. You can defend against it. Prepare with your public relations communications departments to have messaging ready. So if this happens to you, you can communicate clearly to the public and let them know what's going on and what the actual risks are. Because most most members of the public think that their information is at risk just from a DDoS attack, when most in most cases it's not.
0: Greg, that's great insight. Thanks so much for your time and your thoughts today. Thanks a lot, Tom. We've been talking about the distributed denial-of-service attacks. I've been talking with Gregory Novak. He's a principal research analyst with the Information Security Forum. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.